Welcome to Locally Grown, a podcast about business, strategy, mindset, and everything in between to get you to your biggest triumphs and get you through your biggest challenges. If you're a brick and mortar business owner who is looking to scale to six, seven, or even eight figures, then this is the show for you. Each week, you'll discover tips to take your business from struggling to profitable, all from my own real life experiences being an entrepreneur, coach, and business consultant. This is the podcast for helping you build a business today so you can also build a legacy for the next generation. I'm your host, Teresa Cantley. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Locally Grown Podcast. I am your host, Teresa Cantley. And whether you are joining us via audio on the podcast through all the different platforms where you can find Locally Grown, or you're joining us on video via YouTube or LinkedIn, I am super excited for my guest today. She is an extraordinary person. She is super kind, super sweet, and super smart. Her name is Ashley Montoya. Um, She has become a great friend of mine. We also work together. And I wanted to have her on to, number one, share her story, but also, number two, just to introduce her to the world. So, Ashley Montoya, welcome, and thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It's obviously an honor and I'm super thrilled to be here. So thank you so much. Awesome. So Ashley works for, if you remember a couple of weeks ago, we had Dr. Tran on the show and Dr. Tran is the owner, the CEO, the creator of MedFit Medical Weight Loss and is an extraordinary person as well. And Ashley is Dr. Tran's right-hand person. She is her director of operations. She is her right hand. She is the backbone that makes MedFit Medical Weight Loss work. And Ashley, tell us a little bit about, because you've worked at MedFit for quite some time, and Ashley is the embodiment of what happens when you believe in a vision, you believe in the CEO, and you are co-creating the magic in a business. So tell us a little bit about you know how you started at MedFit and a little bit about your journey there. All right. So to give you a little background on myself, first of all, I never thought I would be in this position um, where I'm at now. I was actually a nanny for 11 years for the same family. And thankfully, I'm still part of the boys' life. And it was just, what do I do next after they've grown up? And I had no idea because that was all I knew. And I didn't really want to move on from that. I'm like, why can't I just be a nanny for like the rest of my life? But I just, I knew I wouldn't have the same boys. I wouldn't have the same, it wouldn't be the same, like the same kids I also had my little sister. So I have a 14-year-old sister. So I also got to watch her for a good portion of her life. So it was like, take your kid to work day. (laughs) So it was like the best of both worlds. But when that was coming to an end, I was like, what am I going to do now? (laughs) Mm. So after that, I got into the jewelry business, which I love because jewelry is 
beautiful to look at, but it just wasn't the right fit for me. And I kind of, MedFit kind of fell into my lap and I made a quick decision to, was actually going to quit my jewelry job and just, I don't know what I was going to do. I was just like, I can't be in this environment anymore. I need a change. And MedFit just happened to fall into my lap and I just took a leap and I started off actually almost four years ago. My four-year anniversary is coming up June 17th or 19th, I think. So mm. that's super exciting. And I started off as a receptionist and we were actually in office. We were brick and mortar. And while I loved the whole office situation, um, we ended up obviously in 2020, the pandemic happened. We ended up transitioning to a hundred percent virtual. And by that time I was promoted to office manager and I kind of went back and forth. So we had a small office that we rented out while we were transitioning to just like take care of product um, and take care of patients and like weigh-ins and stuff that we did in office. Come fast forward to today. Uh, obviously, I've learned so much from Teresa just in the whole director of operations role. And I actually never, there's a lot of things I'm learning that I never really even thought I wanted to learn. So it's <laughs> opened up a whole new universe for me because it's not something I ever thought I wanted. Mm. Um, I'm very... I like to just know how everything is going to be. And I like, I don't like change, but it's been a good learning process for me and really challenging myself to step out of my comfort zone and do things that I'm not comfortable doing. So I love everything I'm learning. Obviously, it's been ups and downs and moving into this whole virtual world, changing all of our processes in mm in the midst of it, but it's been a really fun ride with yeah. Dr. Tran, our hoodie doctor. So yes, the hoodie doctor. It's been pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, two things. So what was the hardest part going from, I mean, you've worked your way up, you learned the, all the ins and outs of MedFit and, you know, what really needed to happen to scale the business to where it is today. What was the hardest part that you had to overcome going from being the receptionist to the office manager and now to the director of operations? Like what was that big hurdle that you had to get over? Yeah, that's a great question. I think I'm still in the hurdles of trying to get out of some of that stuff. Um, but the biggest challenge has always been getting out of the day-to-day -day things and allowing people to just take over things for you because I'm a very just I'll do it myself type of personality. Mm. So trying to learn to delegate and know that other people have, have will take care of it. And I don't have to do everything myself. I think Dr. Tran and I are both very much that personality where we're just go-getters and just like, we think we can do everything, but letting other people handle it and knowing they've got it handled because they do, because we have a great staff and we know that everything is getting handled. It's just more of letting go of the control of knowing people 
Mm. on your back. So I think that was the biggest thing for me. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people struggle with having that control because it's that fear that, first of all, a lot of people think that you have to be in control of it. And if you're in control of it, you can control the outcome. And we all know that's not true. You can't really necessarily control the outcome. And And it's very much the mentality of if you want something done, I'll just do it myself. But letting go of that mentality, because it's something that I've been taught my whole life. Just Mm. if you want something done, do it yourself. But that's a control thing. (laughs) Yeah. And you found that because I know there's a lot that we've worked on letting go of and delegating off of your plate. And I know that if you wouldn't have done that, you wouldn't have been able to learn all the things that you've learned. So no, for sure. Yeah. What was hard because going through, not only were you going through, you know, being the receptionist to the office manager to now the director of operations, but you also had to do a complete pivot being a brick and mortar business to now being completely virtual and online. What do you think has been like, the hardest part of that? And where did you start to see that shift where, okay, you know what, this is a different world now. So Um, having a digital flow is completely different than having the same processes you had in a brick and mortar. It's completely different. I thought I was going to be able to go in and kind of just like fix our manual and update it. But with the business growing and scaling, everything has changed. Our processes have changed. Our digital flow has changed. We had to create a completely different process for everything. And yeah, I was able to take little bits and pieces, but it was a complete mind shift of what we're used to doing and what was, you know, something in office could do with... I was able to do it with my eyes closed. Like, it's easy. Mm -hmm. It's something very comfortable. And then moving to being completely remote, yeah, nice to stay home, nice to walk across the hall of my office, but every single process had to change. So my mind shift had to change in order for us to make a digital flow work. And it was definitely challenging and trying to make sure you're getting everything done in a timely manner, but like trying to stay on top of all of it, like learning about marketing, I never thought I actually didn't want you to know hated marketing. About, I did not want to know anything <laughs> about marketing. <laughs> I still don't love it, but it's definitely way like the process and the flow and my mind has just kind of cl- it clicks a little bit more now. So um learning the financial side of things, learning a remote office flow, I guess, Mm -hmm. has definitely changed. So that's been nice. And I think that we're finally getting a really good groove because it was just an immediate switch. It wasn't like, all right, we're going to go back into the office. Once we kind of made the shift, it was like, we're not going back into the office. (laughs) Yeah. So one of the things I think, you know, you talked a lot about the mindset shift and, you know, when you are brick and mortar and a lot of businesses make this mistake, they do think that, you know, I'm a brick and mortar, I'm going to go online and then they don't change any of the processes and can't figure out why stuff isn't working. And I know one of the things that you've encountered a lot 
especially now that you're moving more into the director of operations role, is the whole dynamic with staff and dealing with people and team. What has been the biggest learning? Because I know you guys have had some challenges with staff and, you know, some things that have happened along the way over the past couple of years. What has been the biggest learning for you as the number two and dealing with staffing issues or dealing with the HR piece of it? I think it's really stepping out of my comfort zone. Um, Obviously, we have a great HR team, which is also nice because I've been able to learn a lot on that side of things too. So it's nice to have someone to reach out to to get your questions answered. But I think it's definitely stepping out of my comfort zone and doing things I'm not comfortable with, having hard conversations with people, having conversations that I'm used to someone else taking care of. I think a challenging part for me now still is not being able to see the patients every day, which is the only con I would say, because I was the first person everyone saw. Mm -hmm. So now it's just like that personable thing where I don't get to see patients anymore. So when we're talking about patients, it's like, Oh, who is that? Now I have to look them up. I have to get, I have to paint my own picture. So (laughs) (laughs) that's been a shift, but it's also been nice because I always wanted to be on the back end side of things eventually where Mm -hmm. I'm not dealing with all patient issues. So now I get to be more on like the staff issues, which thankfully we have a great staff and there are very little issues. So that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I know a lot of industries are are having a challenge hiring right now. And I know that, you know, we people whether they hire people and then it doesn't work out or they just can't hire for the position and I know with the industry that you guys are in, you know, you have health coaches, you have um, registered dietitians, nurse practitioner. I know that health coach world You've had a lot of applicants that have come in. Um, So what do you think, you know, because you haven't had a whole lot of staff issues, um, what do you think is the thing that makes MedFit different as to why people want to work there and stay? I think it's just the camaraderie that we have as a leadership team. Um, We all think the same. We all work the same. We all have the same mentality. And it's super corny, but we all love each other. Like we're friends (laughs) outside of the work environment. Like we are a great team. Dr. Tran will say it like I'm her right-hand person. I can read her mind. Well, Lauren is my right-hand person. Nayeli is my right-hand person. They, we always think two steps ahead of each other. Like if I'm not thinking two steps ahead, I'm behind. And Mm -hmm. I don't like that feeling. I'd rather be a, I'd rather be ahead. And I think I also base it on there are small problems, medium problems and big problems and thankfully a lot of things that we have to deal with are small problems and the bigger problems we just talk them out and face them head on because if not we're not going to move forward and keep going. Yeah. Yeah, I mean and like I said, I mean, moving from brick and mortar to virtual, but then also just, you know, dealing with the industry and a lot of the fluctuations in the industry and, 
you know, one of the things that has come about recently, and we talked about it with Dr. Tran, is this whole medications thing that's coming out and, you know, people who are famous being on these weight loss medications. From your opinion, because we got Dr. Tran's opinion. So from your opinion, with this new introduction of the medications and kind of how it's blowing up on social media, what's your view on what this is going to do to people's mentality about weight loss? Actually, thank you for bringing... Thank you for bringing that question up because I'm definitely someone who has struggled with my weight. I think at my heaviest, I probably hit around 200 pounds. And I actually did our program to help get off a lot of the weight. So I'm still a work in progress, obviously. (laughs) But But you look fabulous. With with, Oh, thank you. (laughs) With a lot of these medications, um, my opinion is... I don't think they should be a long-term thing, which is why you have the medical side of things and to really get the knowledge on them. Obviously, they're blowing up. Um, I, My insurance does not qualify me for them, um, nor do I qualify because my insurance isn't amazing. But I wish the process of getting the medications was a little bit easier Granted, they're not FDA approved for weight loss yet, but I think they will. And it's just a stepping stone into a completely different world. And we'll have to change our whole process again when they are, because right now it's really difficult with getting prior authorization. Um, I tried to do a prior authorization and help out and I totally bombed it. And I was super (laughs) disappointed in myself, but obviously I'm not in the medical field. So I'm not expected to know medical terminology. But I think it's just going to be, we're going to step into a completely different world and it's really going to scale us because it's something that's new and really getting amazing results. Uh, And we have patients who are doing amazing on it with just Mm -hmm. medication only. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to see what's to come. The future is looking very bright. Yeah. And Dr. Tran talked a lot about it and about the different types of um, medications that are on the market and how it, you know, they've helped people lose weight who have struggled for so long and and couldn't take off the weight and just ultimately to feel better. And kind of going along with this, and we've talked about this, we talked about this the other day, um, you know, we've worked with teenagers and things. You know, what's one thing when when you do work with people and they come to you and they have such a bad image of themselves. They don't see themselves very well because they are heavy. What's the best advice that you would give them or that MedFit always tells people? Because I know mindset is one of Dr. Tran's big pillars. Mm -hmm. So when someone, because I know body images is a big thing and body shaming and you know, um, I know when I was younger, I was heavy and I'm, I still struggle with my weight. I've struggled with my weight my whole life. Um, but I had kids making fun of me because I was heavy. And like when someone comes to you, whether they're a teenager, because I know you've worked with teenagers or it is, you know, someone in their twenties or thirties or whatever, and they just have such a poor sense of self because of the way that they look or they feel that the way that they look, what's the uh, piece of advice that you would give them? I would say because I'm still also working on myself and insecurities and things that I deal with regarding my weight, it's hard to 
not be hard on yourself because most everyone is their worst critic. But honestly, working on mindset and positive thinking and pushing yourself to do things that you normally would not do is the biggest thing to do. So taking a step in just the whole weight loss journey itself, that's something where you said, I can't do it, but you actually can. So that's kind of in my mantra this year is things I normally say I can't do it or I won't do it or I'm not going to do it like this podcast. <laughs> I, say, <laughs> I know. I, I say, wish you would do I this. Can, <laughs> I say I can do it because I can really put my mind to anything and actually do it. So that would be my advice is when you say you can't do it, your mind is such a great beast that you actually can do it. And working on mindset is the hardest thing, which I think is a great thing why we have health coaches and people to just remind you that sky is the limit and you can do anything and everything possible. And work in that, it helps you work on self-esteem. It helps you work on your insecurities. I'm one to say all the time, like, oh, I'm so disgusting. I'm fat and I don't like myself. I don't actually really mean those things. So... I will work on and I'm still working on positive talk toward myself as well because you want to be like a confident person. And Mm -hmm. I think I don't like that body image has a play to do with anything with confidence, but it is training your mind to just think differently because people of all shapes and sizes and body types are beautiful. But it's how you feel with your inner self mm. that builds confidence and it gets those insecurities going away. So I am a work in progress. I always have to tell myself to be nicer to myself. And I think the same with like me and my friends is we constantly will say like, you're beautiful. You look great. But we're still working on selves on a day-to-day basis. So that is mm. my advice to patients like... I can't and I won't. It's not a thing um, because everyone can. Awesome. The confidence, it's a muscle just like anything else. So you have to make sure that you're exercising it constantly. And by reassuring yourself or having a really good group of people surrounding you, which you do between your friends and your family and you know Dr. Tran and all the staff at, at Memphis. Yeah, just an, a normal support so. system, yeah. Yeah, so, so important. I think now with everything that we went through, through the pandemic and kind of what's happening now, I know that mental health is so important and having that support system that you can rely on when you need people is extremely important. So, and I know, like I said, you have a really good group of friends and and your family. No, it is a huge thing. I am not one. I'm probably the most introverted person I'll, I'll ever meet. Um, and, uh, my mom and my sister are both social workers. So most of my family has been in the school system. My brother was in the school system and they've been huge on, they're really like huge on talking about feelings. And I don't like talking about feelings, but I'm also not one to go to bed and be angry. So it's setting boundaries Having a great support system, making sure you're talking about your feelings. That's one of the hardest things, but it's with people I'm really comfortable with. It's just, 
I'm upset because you did this, but I allowed myself to feel this way because, because of whatever situation I, I social worker family, <laughs> you know, someone didn't do something to me. I allowed that to happen because of yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever happened. <laughs> so yeah, it's nice to have a good family support system, also work support system. It helps balance out days where you're just feeling overwhelmed and stressed. And that's been huge. So speaking of support system, you and Dr. Tran, let's go back to you and Dr. Tran for a second. You and Dr. Tran work very well together. Um, And I know that's one of the key things um, with the relationship between a CEO and a CEO or a director of operations. Like, what is it that I know you said that, you know, you can read her mind and, but what else is it that creates that synergy between the two of you? So that, I mean, we've been able to accomplish so much stuff a in lot. such a short period of time. So what is it with that synergy and that support that you give each other that is key? I think it's definitely having the same vision and walking in the same direction and making sure we're not on different streets. Like we have to be on the same page. We have to communicate. We have to make sure our vision, our values, and everything that we're moving towards align perfectly. And while the vision has changed a lot, we're both like thinking the same thing. And it's nice to have that with someone it's like our brains are exactly the same and they just like connect and she'll say something and I'll be like, I was thinking the exact same thing. (laughs) (laughs) So it's been nice to open up into things that I never thought we would be going into. Like the direction the business is moving is amazing and I love it. And I'm excited for what MedFit has in store for us, but we're on the same page and I it's like really exciting. Awesome. What's one of the things that you've learned this past year that is stepping into your your new role that is like one of your favorite things? I know it's marketing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Teresa, I have a lot to thank you for because I would not be where I'm at either without you or Dr. Tran. So I'm super grateful for you. Thank you. And all that you've taught me. But I'm really into like the financial side of things, even though I'm behind on a lot of things, but (laughs) we're never behind. Remember, we're never something that brings peace of mind. Like I don't mind working on it in the later hours. It's just something that's like fun to me, but I also have never been like a math person. So when I Mm. sit there and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm actually really good at math. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm really good I at small details. <laughs> <laughs> small details are my thing. Um, yeah, yeah. And just paying attention to like little things and learning that whole process of things. So that side has been really fun to me. So if it was in like a whole, like if I had to scale it, marketing's at the bottom still. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, let's see what else is there because there's so much. Definitely doing things that I have to step out of my comfort zone is in the middle. So, you know, 
staff issues, uh, having hard conversations. I'm still learning a lot about that. But then like the financial side of things is definitely my favorite. And working with prior to this, when I was just the office manager, my team was Nayeli, Maggie, Lauren. Um, That was just the easy part. So doing things that aren't easy for me. So, And you've seen the importance of having good financials and good numbers that you can work with, which is key. Yeah, the, the business is scaling and moving up and it's just been like a pleasure to work with such a great team, including awesome. you, because awesome. you are part of, you're part of our A team. <laughs> I know. I have my shirt. <laughs> and we all wear black. <laughs> and we all wear black and we look good in black. So exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, so let's, um, let's switch gears for, um, a minute. Um, what's your favorite thing to do outside of work? I love to travel. I love hanging out with my friends. I love making plans with my friends. As you know, I, with being remote, I'm able to travel a lot more and just work from wherever I can be. Mm-hmm. I actually have a couple trips planned. I don't have anything in the summer, which is kind of unfortunate, but <laughs> I am going to Cozumel for my birthday in, for over Labor Day weekend. And then I'm going to Bali with one of my really good friends in November. And that's really? kind of like a, a bucket list trip. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, so I'm hmm. definitely traveling more. I feel like I had always been an in-state traveler. I go to Arizona a lot. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of friends out there and I go to San Francisco a lot because my good friend lives there. But yeah, so just getting out of the country, kind of one of my goals for the next few years and enjoy, enjoy life and what is outside. Awesome. Cozumel, who are you going to Cozumel with? Are you going with friends? You said I'm also going with a friend to Cozumel. So I'm excited. Wow. And there's so many people that I've heard recently that, that have gone or just went to like they're in Bali right now, but Oh, that's going to be an amazing trip. I'm excited. And like I said, having this job and being able to work remote and being able to travel and work remote and not having to be like, like, I'm not a normal millennial, even though I am a millennial, because I don't have like all this money to just like stop working and travel so I can work and travel. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a good thing. (laughs) It's a great thing. (laughs) So what are you like, what are your goals over the next Five years. What's a big goal that you besides travel? Well, I feel like a long time ago, like in my 20s, I would have said marriage and kids, but I think it's definitely making sure I have a great foundational career and like making sure I'm a strong, independent woman. So, like, I want to be able to do everything myself. I want to be able to say that I'm made it by myself and I'm definitely going in that direction. Yes, you are. (laughs) So yes, you are something to be proud of because in my twenties, I kind of figured I'd be married with kids and now I'm very, not saying I'm happy. I don't have that, but like my life is definitely shifted and my dreams and my goals have shifted to 
work on a career, not just have a job. Like that's mm-hmm. having a job was like, no, I'll just have like I'll just work. But now having a goal of like, what does my career look like and what do I want it to look like? It has completely changed since mm. being in your 30s now in my yeah. 30s. That's awesome. And you are a very strong-willed, intelligent woman. And anything you set your mind to, like you've been able to accomplish. And that's awesome. We all wanted kids in our 20s. But you know, (laughs) that ship has sailed. Yeah. I love kids. I was a nanny for a very long time. Yeah. I love the boys that I help raise. Like I am so proud of who those men are becoming. I am so proud of it. My little sister is amazing. She's going to be on like her palms team at her high school this next year. It's really hard to say that they're the young babies are going to yeah. be cool because <laughs> I remember them being so little, but the whole mind shift has changed to what I thought I wanted and now what I actually want. Mm. Um, Not saying that that won't happen one day. It's just not on my radar at the moment. And that's okay because you're following your heart and you're following the path that you're supposed to be on, which is really finding that inner strength. Yeah. Everything happens for a reason. And absolutely. I kind of just let whatever's going to happen. It's like, whatever is supposed to happen. It's like destiny. And yeah. Awesome. You just, you just go with the flow. Although I'm not always a go with the flow type of person. Yeah. I mean, you have to, because if you try and fight against, it's just like when you get caught in a wave, if you try and fight against it, you're going to get even more caught. But yep. if you just go with the flow and ride it, you're going to get through it. So Wow. Well, this has been such a great chat with you. I mean, you and I chat all the time, but um, I mean, there's so many gold nuggets in here that you dropped. I mean, stuff that I didn't even know. So this is awesome. But I do have one more question for you. What are you most grateful for? Actually, I have two questions. What are you most grateful for? I think I'm most grateful for my family. Um, Without that support system, I would not be where I am today. And just having that push of you can do whatever you want and everything you set your mind to. So I have a huge family. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not just like my immediate family. Everyone in my family are huge supporters in everything that we do. So I'm most grateful for my family. Awesome. And you do have a big family. Like every time when we talk, I'm like, oh my God, you have more relatives? Where do these people come from? I'm like, I have something like every weekend with family. You do. And I'm like, it's probably good I'm not traveling anywhere this summer because it's just like back-to-back weekend stuff. (laughs) Um, Which is good because you get to catch up with people and spend time with family. Uh, So I do enjoy that. Awesome. So my last question is, what is something interesting or funny about you that people might not know? So I actually am really funny. My brother thinks I should be a comedian, but it only comes and goes when I don't think about things. (laughs) And it's only mostly people I'm comfortable with, like my mom, my brother, my sister. Like 
I think I'm really funny and I think I miss my comedian call, even though I'd be far too scared to get on a stage to actually, <laughs> to actually do anything. You know what? We might have to set a goal of that, Ashley. <laughs> we might actually have to put that out there and say, hmm, I'd have to do it. But well, awesome. Thank you so much for joining no, us. Thank you for having me. I conquered a fear of mine today. And honestly, if it weren't for you and Dr. Tran pushing me to do things out of my comfort zone even more, I would have just said no to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, you wouldn't have. You might you might have, but I wouldn't need to do it anyway. <laughs> But thank you. I mean, it has been such a joy to work with you, to get to know you. I mean, you've become one of my really, really good friends. And um, it's just, you know, I just love you. I think you're amazing. I think you're doing amazing things. And I think this is just, we haven't even scratched the surface. There is so much you're going to, I mean, your life is just going to be so like so full of abundance just because of who you are. So, um, Um, I appreciate that. Like you have done so much to help me grow in my career and I will forever be grateful for you. So I appreciate you so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. So (laughs) tell everybody where they can find you and MedFit and about what is opened right now. You can find me at Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-Y at denverweightlossclinic.com. Our website is medfitmedicalweightloss.com. And we are actually running a new program called The Lean Machine that is run by the hoodie doctor, Dr. Angela Tran. And it is an eight-week course that I actually helped build and be a part of. So I'm actually really excited about that. And yeah, that's what's going on. Awesome. And that's at medfitmedicalweightloss.com forward slash lean machine, I believe. Forward slash lean dash machine. Dash machine. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Ashley. And thank you for having me. For everyone out there, check out MedFit uh, Medical Weight Loss on all the channels on uh, Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. And definitely check out the lean machine. I've been a part of watching it unfold and watching it come to life. And I am super excited for it as well. So, but until next week, thank you for joining us for another episode of the, I almost said the lean machine, the locally grown (laughs) podcast with my dear friend, Ashley Montoya. And until next week, have a great rest of your week and let's all take care of each other 